Konnichiwa and welcome to episode 11 of the Small Gardener radio show with me, Leafy Keith. Join me in my journey as I try to make my garden as ornamental whilst being as productive as possible. Today is the, I don't know what day of the week it is, it's Wednesday, Wednesday the 13th of October. Um, all week I've been planning to go in the garden, get some stuff done, clear up for the, for the winter season, get things planted that can be overwintered, but my got my, got my, uh, ADH brain on that just stops stops me dead on doing stops me right in my tracks for those who are new to the podcast I've got that's afraid ADHD PTSD depression anxiety and all everything, everything goes with it nice big bundle of ingredients that <laughs> but um I keep thinking there's people worse off than me. Like, and people can do stuff. Why can't I? I just need to get out of there, really. But it's got this block. I don't know what it is. Wish I did. Get rid of it then. I'll take all the meds. I eat well, eat lots of fruit. Try to do all the right things. But still, these days come along when you just can't do anything. But uh, I'm sure if I just got out of there and gone with it, it'd be fine. But it's making a step, that first step to get out of there. I need to do it. I can't let it beat me. I can't let it beat me. I need to just go out there, don't I? Right, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there and have a look around. Do you want to come with me? Yeah, let me take change me, me headphones. Someone's with a mic on and I'm going to take you with me. Live we'll look around. Right, here we go. Go into the garden. Right, I made it. Should be a simple thing, but it's, it ain't. Wanna look around me out here? I just see autumn taking hold first signs of decay things dying back next door is trees shouldn't it leaves all over my garden <laughs> that's another subject another day uh, I'm gonna come out it's got to come out here. I can clear everything out 
for plants that are still alive. I've got a Kojo Nome and I've completely pruned Kojo Nome, flowering cherry. So it's a wolf variety. Gets about four foot by four foot. But I prune them so they're like large bonsai, so to say. I don't know if this one's still alive or not. It feels pliable. I can't scratch my fingernails, they're not that big, so I can't scratch off the, the bark. I have to get a little knife and do that with later. Oh, look at this, the Saracocca is budding up. Saracocca, Christmas box, is uh, budding up, so that smell, that scent is going to be unbelievable. At least we've got that going on. That's something to look forward to there. Euphorbias are planted in the old veg plot. Doing very well. And again, so are the weeds. Weeds always do well. Why don't we just grow weeds? Weeds are easy. <laughs> so mint. I planted mint years ago. And uh, keep pulling up. It just keeps coming back and back and back. Uh... And rogue got a rogue nasturtium there as well. Never planted him there. There he is. Doing his thing. I don't mind. That's just fine. And the grapevines doing. We're about to walk up the stairs to the lawn, but grapevines are Oh grapevines. They're doing very well. No grapes this year because this is the first year, so I didn't expect any grapes, but lots of growth on them, so that's a good thing. I've got them in pots, which is the, not the best idea for them, but uh, I only keep feeding them, keep on topping up the compost, so uh, they stay nice and healthy. Again, salvia hot lips, I say every week, doing very well. One good plant that you can get and just put in the ground. Don't worry about it. It's the south of your hot lips. Now the Eliagnus that I pruned last week is doing all right. Still got some flower on it, and that's doing all right. It's added lots of light underneath it now, so the grass underneath it can grow a bit. And uh, there's a rose near here. That's the Carisha that was doing well. And it's still got clematis and flower, the Polish spirit. It's brilliant. There's loads out here doing well. We just need to get out here and tidy up for the winter. Look on the other side of the garden, what we call the woodland area, because it's shade, really shady. Um, what we've got here, got a, starts off with a, a salix, a willow. I don't know what it's called. Wish I knew. But you've got the, uh, on the uh, limbs, on the uh, branches, has this powdery white. That's when you rub it, it comes off and it's green underneath. But it's absolutely lovely. It's a silver, silvery white. It's pinning up that does. But it does, uh, you can cut it back hard. Which I have done. It just comes back and back and back. It's just fine. It's just in the wrong place, but I can't dig it up now. So I've got to live with it and try to uh, accommodate and plant round it so it looks doesn't look out of place. 
next to that I've got a Buddleia. It's Buddleia Black Knight. And it, it does so well here, even though it's in the shade. It always has loads of flower. Again, in the wrong place. Plant in the wrong place. But it does well. It's just what it is. It's in the wrong place because it's in shade. And it's right next to the bay. There's a bay next to it. Which is probably, how tall I say, 10 foot tall, about 5 foot wide. And um, it, they sort of compete for space. So this is in the wrong place. Both these are in the wrong place. Should be space there, and then the salix. But um, they do well. They're getting on. So I've got much I could do about it. There we've got, the, say, the bay. It's that does well as well. I keep on trimming it and trimming it, and it's just shooting for the sky now. I bought it when it was about 20 centimetres tall. I chose one that's got a thing, single stem, so I knew it'd be a, a nice tree rather than a bush. And it's, it's not disappointed. It's just gained wrong pace. And another thing in the wrong place this is what you do when you get a new, new garden. And you start shoving in plants here and there and thinking, no, oh, that's only a little one, that can go there, that can go there. Plenty of space for everything. And then they get big and out of hand. Then we've got the Vitinia Red Robin next to it. And I've, I've pruned out, that's like a lollipop. But it's supposed to be sort of underplied underneath the underneath the bay. It's the aim now because it's too close. But again, that's that wants to get big. He wants to get big. Next to that, I've got the uh, well, one of my favourite plants in the garden. So, the Sambucus Niagara Black Lace. It's absolutely amazing. In the summer, you've got those feathery leaves, followed by the berries. It's, uh, oh, in, the, in the spring, don't forget the uh, pink flowers in the spring, which are absolutely lovely. Is a relative of the elder, which, as you know, last from last week's one, I don't, I don't get on with the elder because it keeps invading my garden. Okay, the plant in the right place would be lovely. Nice to have your own elder to get your the flowers to make your own elder, elderberry wine and stuff. Okay, next to that, next to the sambuca, I've got my mulberry. This mulberry tree is probably now. 15 years old now it's been quite a few gardens that I keep digging out because it wasn't a cheap tree to buy and uh, now it's it's its final place and it's rested and it's uh, doing its thing and it's doing its thing very well and uh, as I reported before my little friend the pigeon he got to the berries before I did my plan was to make some uh, nice drinks with the uh, the berries but uh he got them first. He ain't been round since. I ain't seen him. Let's have a look, see if we can see him. No, there's a pigeon up there, but that's not him. <laughs> like I could tell. Right, I, I buy my apple tree now. My little mini orchard. I told you before about the little mini orchard. And this, for the first time, listen, I got a, a mini orchard. They're only minaret apples apple trees which means that the they get no bigger than that 30 centimeters wide they get about six foot tall 
say six foot tall, that one over there is probably a seven, but they don't get very wide, so you can keep them in small place bases and plant them close to each other quite quite well. So in this little space here of about two meters by one possibly, I've got six apple trees. Now the other day, this one here, this one, this one, this one is called Herefisher Russet. And then it's massive. This is the first the first year this tree's been here. Massive, massive apple on it. And I was looking at it and looking at it, hoping it wouldn't just drop on the floor and I'll miss it. So I picked it the other day and it was absolutely wonderful. Just the one apple on this tree for its first year was should have picked it off really so you could enjoy getting the energy in the tree, but I really I love russet apples. And that was doing well. One of the trees in my little orchard here was a, was a minaret crab apple called John Dowdy. And to be honest with you, it looks like it's been burnt. And it doesn't look very healthy at all. But it's still green underneath. I don't know what happens with that. I've got a, a bit of a chill. But keep my eyes peeled on that one coming to the back of the garden. The hotbed of Vibina Bonaerensis is still in flower. That's amazing. The thing up here is the bindweed. I can't get on top of it. Keep pulling it out, pulling it out. It will turn me back and it's back crowding everything again. But uh, it's now in Miss Wisteria. So we'll, uh, we'll have to pull that out and get that out. Can't be having that. Get up here and just tidy. Got a sedum, autumn joy. It's just green stems, green succulent leaves. My succulent, I mean, are thick leaves, and the uh, flowers are red. They're quite wide, wide on my hands. They're wider than my hands, and uh, they're massive, lovely red. Something for the. Uh, the bees in this uh, late season now because it can gradually be less and less and less for it to uh, for the pollinators to feed on so it's good to have that just keep my daily right the way and it's in a pot that didn't do well this year just because it's eaten by snails right I'm in I'm actually I'm in my fig tree this is a ficus uh, brown turkey. It's one of the hardiest ones for this, for this part of the, the world. And um, it's smothered in little tiny figs. And I thought there was one there was, I thought there is. I thought it was going to get bigger and bigger so it can edible. But um, they didn't just stay small. I think because the weather wasn't, just wasn't great this year. We didn't really have a a very good summer in this part of the UK it was just rain mainly warm and rain ideal for the weeds but not good for the fig but he's put a lot of growth a lot of growth so that's good so there's good news for next year but I'll probably have to pick all these little figlets off so he can put his energy in growing and uh, getting ready for the winter. 
called a line there that's put on lots of growth this year well, that's good because this area here I wanted it to be a bit tropical so the called line will go up and be a nice palm fig nice make a nice little canopy there then I've got the hot bed running down the side of the wall with some um, sympatheriums what else we got in there the echium uh, got the wisteria but the got some grasses in there it was just we make up as we go along really to, to a just a hotbed because this, this wall here looks like so much heat it radiates the sun radiates on it in the morning comes over in the afternoon and still on the wall so at night just lets off that warmth for the uh, plants to enjoy all through the night so things do well here like my passion flower such about passion flower it's got loads of flowers on it I cannot believe how many flowers on that that's doing very well right let's look over here to my veg plot now I'm going to talk to you a bit more about this veg plot as we go on because I've got a plan I've been reading a book for years about square foot gardening it's, it's always amazed me at how much you can get in a small space so keep you posted on this page because this is going to be my little experiment for square foot garden obviously it's a meter by meter so it'll be a foot so we'll see how we can divide this up. At the moment I've got sprouts in here. The sprouts don't look like they're doing much. So I may just pull these out so we can get growing with some winter stuff. And let's over here to the engine room of the uh, garden. Before we go in I've got a lovely bamboo. It's a golden one. And it's survived. It was really touch and go of it, but I think this year's weather that's done, done that the world of good, all that rain, so that's doing well. The other side of there, before we go in, is they've got ginkgo biloba, and he's he keep on he, but she she's about about five foot tall, five and a half foot tall, so put a lot of growth this year as well. Right, I've got compost, two compost bins up here, and I know they're composting, composting down very well. And the water butts, now the water butts I really need to get wired up, if you like, plumbed up to the sheds. I've got the drain pipes and stuff, but uh, we really need to sort that out. So that's the garden, really. Oh, look, gooseberries died back. Um, what else we got here? This bed needs some attention. So I'm not saying so much about that until I cleared it, so I can see what we got and uh, what we're going to do about that. So that was my perennial bed, but uh, it's gone a bit wayward. It's got cooch grass coming out of it everywhere, so we'll deal with that. My bed that I called my Japanese-ish bed, which is uh, inspired by gardens of Japan. It's again this year taken over by nettles and cooch grass because of the rain can't we couldn't get out here to uh to uh garden so the weeds just run away i'm sure i'm not the only one of this problem this year 
mean there are some good things this can buy a fuchsia that's lovely pyrocanthus got berries on it lovely berries this pyrocanthus I'm trying to train it to be a small small tree so it's got this essential stems and that's all over canopy so that's what I'm hoping I don't know if I'll get there but uh, that's the plan right it's quite warm out today where's the temperature it is Nine degrees feels warmer than that. Feels warmer than nine degrees. All right, I'm gonna leave you. Stop waffling. Wait, I got, I got out of here. That's the main thing. There's plenty more I could talk to you about in the garden, but I got out of there. Go back indoors now. Take the wellies off. See you back in the studio in a minute. Hello, welcome to this week's poem section. Uh, I wanted to really write a nice poem this week about something to do with nature, something to do with the garden. Wildlife, maybe the weather, but um, my brain kept going in a thousand different directions, 100 miles an hour. Uh, could not focus on anything, so uh, thank you, ADHD, for that. And uh, one thing I did come through was that I could focus on. The inability to write anything. So I wrote a little poem about the inability to write. About writer's blog. It's called writer's blog. I could write it, but what would I say? No one's probably going to hear it anyway. I put pen, pen to paper, paper to pen. Then I rip it out, screw it up and start again. What I write, what's about, I really don't know. But something will come to stop this flipping writer's drought. I suppose there it is. A poem about writer's blog. It's not solved by watching the clock. I put pen to paper, paper to pen. This one's done, so I'll start again. Okay, thank you for listening to the end. You're one of the hardcore listeners. Well done. Getting through my ramblings. Not much uh, substance in this week's episode. I do apologise. But uh, sometimes you got to change directions a little bit. 
And, um, hopefully we get some more gardener content for you next week. We'll have some actual gardening talk. Maybe talk about plants. <laughs> what we should be doing here. But um, that's it for this week. So thank you for making it to the end. And uh, sayonara. And uh, don't forget to uh, eat well, sleep well and take your meds. Bye now.